Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on the Sense of Soul, we are super excited to have Melissa Lago. She's grounded and real as fuck, inspired astrologer, spiritual guide, peaceful warrior, cosmic cheerleader. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love cosmic thank cheerleaders. You. So cool. First of all, thank you so much for taking time to come on Sense of Soul. I was introduced to you by a friend who is also a neighbor of yours who I adore to pieces. So shout out to her. Um, her. I know me too. When I met you, of course, you always just kind of feel a connection with someone who you, you know, you are like-minded. And I felt that immediately. I think you, we met you at our sense of soul truck, I believe. Was Mm -hmm. that one? That's right. Yeah. And then I saw you posting some astrology on uh, Biden and Trump during the political campaign. And when I read it, I just fell in love with what you were doing because you didn't take the stance. Um, you weren't picking one side or the other. You were just bringing in a perspective for people to see these two men in a different light. And the rest of Facebook was very ugly at the time. It was a lot of fighting and arguing and belittling and putting each other down and putting down either Trump or Biden. And your post was very refreshing to me. I felt like it was coming from a place of knowledge, a higher being rather than ego. And so I really appreciated it. And I saw people commenting that they appreciated it as well. And I guess I didn't realize that astrology could bring that sort of compassion into such an ugly space. And so I reached out to you on Facebook and said, you know what, that was a really cool post. And so I started like logging onto your page and going onto your Instagram. I love that you are a mother and a wife and that you implement astrology. Um, You're really into health and yoga and meditation. And I just love your vibe, girl. (laughs) We are just excited to get to know you and thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for stalking me and knowing all about me through those amazing channels. (laughs) Yeah, that's our specialty. We're stalkers. (laughs) See, I stalk people's charts when they give me permission. So we have our own channel of stalking, I guess. Did you grow up this way? No, I grew up in a Southern home with my grandparents. My parents were alcohol addicts and my grandparents were just the the next best parents to raise me. And they were amazing. But I grew up really religious in like a fire and brimstone type church. It's like growing up and being told that you're a sinner and you could never do anything right. And I'm like, there's something wrong with this. Like, this can't be true. So I had this inner fire that never blew out. Thank God. But no, I was not always like this, but I'll tell you a pivotal point in my life. I think I was around 19 years old. I read the book, the mastery of love by Don Miguel Ruiz It takes you back into the simplicity. It's we're a part of the earth. And why have we forgotten this? Well, this book is all about, and it's like simply written. I honestly, as a 19 year old, I think that it was the very first book I ever read front to back. 
Uh, yeah, you know what? I would probably say that with four agreements. Yeah. So it's kind of the same concept, except that it goes into self-love and putting yourself first and that it's not actually selfish to do that. It's actually what, what's interesting about self-love. It's a paradox and everything's so backwards here on earth that we're taught that putting yourself first is, is a bad thing. And, and even in the church, it's like, if you put yourself first, then God comes second. And that's not right because God's outside of you in that teaching, but it's the right order of nature to put yourself first. I'm so glad we're having you on. That's what we preach and talk about all the time. I love how you use those words that we have it all backwards because we do. We've actually been told that we're sinners because we preach about self-love. How blessed are you to have discovered self-love at such a young age? I mean, I'm pissed. Why did it take me 36 years? (laughs) Uh, Because you were reading the wrong books. (laughs) (laughs) You mean I was reading no books? Well, surprisingly, I was too, until I found this book. I think honestly, what happened, so going into astrology for a second, my son is in the sector, it's in the ninth house in astrology. In a nutshell, I light up when I travel. And I light up when I learn and I light up when I teach. Um, And I, I think that I bought that book while I was traveling. So had I not have been lighting up and and being who I truly am, Mm -hmm. I would have never found the book. I would have never read the book from front to back. I mean, I would be like you, not have, you know, not reading the right books. So yeah, I am blessed that I found that. I think that when we awaken to this love that we find within, that we've been seeking for outside of us, we are awakening to that God energy that we've been seeking outside of us. So then all of a sudden, everything starts to shift when you've connected really truly with your soul. Hence the name of our podcast, Sense of Soul. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So Melissa, how does one get raised in uh, the church by your grandparents and then start to wander outside of that box without losing their family? You know, that's a great question. I'll remind you, and this is something that I've, I mean, I've been in therapy for many years around it um, and diving deep in meditation and praying to God and just really going into the self-actualization process with that story. It's the biggest story of my life. And it's this, first of all, my parents were torn apart from me. Like we, we were separated. And so I guess you could say that I was kind of built for it, not having those strong bonds to begin with. And I I don't know how else to describe it other than it was my path and I aligned with it. And so stepping outside of that box was so liberate, like the liberation was much more important than what anyone else thought. That was exactly how I felt when I first like discovered the self-love is I was like, oh my God, I feel free. And I just kept saying it over and over. I feel so free. It was the only word that could describe what I was experiencing was real freedom. Yeah. There's levels to that freedom too. I mean, here we are, we're living these adult lives and we're, you know, there's conditioning and, you know, we have our children and we have responsibilities, but the fact of the matter is We are the bird in the cage. We built the cage and the cage is open. But then it it takes me back to this place. Why are we here? I think that the earth is a school. 
I believe that even the toughest times have taught me so much. And how could I not say thank you to them? That's just my core belief. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yesterday I was on the phone with a listener of ours. I was like, I, you know, being honest with her about where these shifts that are happening in my life. And I said, you know, there's days where I just throw up my hands and I say, God, I'm your student. You are the teacher. I'm here. Teach me. And then I told her, but you know what? Can I get a fucking semester off here and there? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. I need a semester off. And she just started cracking up. And I'm like, you know, that's just how I was feeling yesterday. Let's be honest. But you're right. Earth is this beautiful school. And you asked the question, you know, why are we here? We are here to evolve. We are here to learn. So speaking of learning, what made you attracted to astrology and want to learn about that? Well, I think it was a book that I found in a used bookstore. I don't remember the title, but as I was reading, I'm like, I know I'm a Capricorn. I know I have a, and then I'm learning that I have a Virgo moon. I stumbled upon all of that knowledge somehow, some way. Magazine. <laughs> Is no, it- not, not like horoscopes. Although oh, I, did grow like up, I, I did grow up looking at, um, 17 magazine. That was my favorite. I was also into fashion growing up, but anyway, I found the books, it opened my eyes. And then I ended up getting a reading by this older gentleman or older than me, this mystic Carl Jung type man. And he read my chart and it was like, I was standing in front of him naked. And it was so scary because I felt so vulnerable and I had no idea, like all the years in church where I was supposed to be merging with God and never felt it. Here I am, this man sharing with me all of my inner workings and even going into my family and where I'm from and my past life, if you want to subscribe to that. And my mind was blown. And I was like, I will never not study this. This is my new life. (laughs) because it was a catalyst to so much change. And so how does one integrate astrology with their belief systems, Christianity and church and God, because a lot of people don't think there's space for both. You know, that's a personal journey, but I'll tell you mine. And I'm very, very solid in this. There is nowhere that God is not. And if this world is full of sin and beauty and lust and trust and the whole human spectrum, then that is of God too. So the foundation for me and knowing that I can do both, I can do God and I can do astrology. It's the truth. All it does is reflect back to me what is already happening. How the fuck does that not go together? Well, not only that is in the Bible, there's a lot of references to that. And I found what was interesting. I just, I don't remember, I think it was maybe in their documentary or something I read. They were talking about one of the oldest churches, I think even in the Vatican, a whole ceiling was originally just nothing but planets and stars. And they painted over it, you know, these cherub looking cute Campbell soup face angels, which aren't even described in the Bible of such it was there. It is there. It's always been there. They've always looked to the stars. Yeah. So we've personified every single thing, which is great in the right context, but that knowledge for whatever reason has been hidden from us. Um, and it's coming out now. And I am a proud carrier of that torch. I love it. 
So Shanna and I sent you our um, birthdays and where we were born. And we, of course, know we're both Tauruses. I'm a little shocked that two Tauruses are like, we consider ourselves not only just soul family, you know, we're like soulmates. Like we've been best friends since we were 15. We get each other. Two Tauruses can be that connected. You would think we'd be butting heads. Mm, No, not when you're evolving and you know that life is a school. Yeah. And Tauruses are usually compatible. Like there are some signs that really aren't compatible with themselves. I mean, Taurus is in the same bowl of soup, right? Like you're, you're the same. You're, you're both spiritual. You're both connected to the earth. You're both stable earth signs get along. If you were to put a Taurus with a Scorpio, for example, because they square off in their relationship, they might butt heads, but I can't really get too far into the compatibility of just basic astrological signs because you have to look at the whole to know if someone's going to get along or not. Did you hear like a few years ago, some people had, were going off of like different dates and like shifting signs. Yeah. So that would be Vedic astrology. I, it works. Vedic astrology works, but it's a whole different system. Similar language with all this, because astrology, whether it's Vedic or Western, we're using, it's like an ancient symbolism and it's, it's a language. And so you have to learn all of the symbolism before you can even understand the language, which is why it's so hard for people to learn. We were discussing this, Mandy, you said astrology is one of the things that people are, they have a hard time learning and it's because it's a whole language. You can't just read your horoscope and know astrology. It's a language of your psyche and not everyone wants to look at themselves like your subconscious and, and all of your inner workings. Astrology is for the people who like to stalk themselves. Ooh, themselves. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I tried to tell my partner that he was no longer a Taurus back then. And he was like, not having it. <laughs> I was like, well, you're married to a Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a kid in every season, but my last kid was a Taurus as well. <laughs> very cool I guess I like Taurus I yeah. love Taurus one of my favorite signs how come it's abundant feminine to embody the Taurus energy is to love the nice things know that you're worthy of the nice things not just nice purses like that's not what I'm talking about but it can be know that you're worthy of the best foods the most money if you want it all the senses just come online with the Taurus very sensual what would you say is another that you're attracted in love? Mm, I love Gemini. Gemini is an air sign and they just have a wealth of knowledge. And not only do I love how much they know and how much they can talk about what they know, but they're, they like have these big eyes and they're so curious to know more. So it's like this never ending exchange of, of information. And I just dig that. I love That's- talking about new things. Are these natural things that are happening? Like how I, uh, I love Pisces. Like I almost want to care for Pisces. Hmm. Well, we could look at your chart and see exactly what the Pisces is all about. But yeah, in terms of the earth and the water, they definitely go together. Those are both feminine qualities. So let's look at your chart really quick. Do you mind if I go into it? Oh, please do. Okay. Shanna. So, so I have your, your birth time is two o'clock. Is that correct? I always ask. PM. 2 p.m. PM. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's exact on the dot. I'm like, is this right? But it's okay. Oh, does that Makes matter? It, it actually okay, does wait, matter. Hold on then. Of course hers is two because two is Shanna's number. I mean, it's, it is literally 
mind blowing okay. how many twos this person has in her life. <laughs> it's um okay, so it's actually it was <gasps> two fifty. What? Good God! Oh my God! Okay, this is so good. I'm glad that right, I made yes, you find it. Yeah, okay. two fifty. Well, you're gonna be happy to to have a more accurate like, understanding of yourself. Yeah. Well, it's like, I've lived my life thinking I was this sign and I'm really this sign. <laughs> okay. 2.50 PM. Yes. Yes. 1976. Yeah. 1976, New Orleans, May 15th. Okay, girl. Ooh, you're going to really like this. Okay. I'm gonna First of all, you are a Taurus sign. You already knew that. It's in the ninth house. The ninth house is about higher education, learning, being a student of life. I feel like all ninth house sons could be some sort of life coach in some way. They just, they know about how earth is a school and everything is about the learning process. Would you agree with that? Especially with Taurus. It's almost like you could take that knowledge and put it in, like write a book or like put it into something materialistic. Do you make anything? I make everything. <laughs> you make everything. <laughs> maker. Like, but yes. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. So yes, you're a Taurus sun in the ninth house. Very important. The house is always important with the sun. You're a Virgo rising. That's the same on the last chart. So, so that's good. So whatever readings you've been getting, they were telling you your rising sign is the same. Guess what degree your Virgo rising is? We what? work in degrees with, with um, astrology. 22. 22. Ah, ah, shut the front door. I swear. So you literally carry this number with you, even from birth. Oh my God. Shanna, when you, when you got offline to go look for your time, I was telling her like 22 is unbelievably like present yeah. in her life. It's almost kind of freaky. That is amazing. So what does that mean though? Just the degree. I think it, what does that do? That um, just shows you like where your rising sign. It this means is you actually got a degree, Shanna. <laughs> <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. Go back this... into that. What did you just say about getting a degree? Is that important to you? Me? So me? Yeah. Me. Getting, you said it means you actually got a degree. <laughs> yeah. I was just joking around, but no, I mean, I don't think degrees are that important. I no, they're not. But for ninth house sons, sometimes we're like, we got to get the certification anyway. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I am kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. I feel like our world that we're in, people unfortunately think degrees are and certificates are more important than personal experience sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like they think the church is more important than your actual connection to God. Right. It's just backwards. Here. Amen. So Virgo rising, earth, earth sign as well. Mm -hmm. like no one's ever, they, they'll tell me this. They're like, oh yeah, Virgo and rising sign, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, okay, what the frick does that mean? Your rising sign is your avatar. It's your physical body. And okay. it's the way your soul gets to express itself to the earth. Okay. Okay. okay so gotcha. a Virgo rising will have... A, a very orderly type of image. You'll approach life in a very holistic and orderly way to put it very simply. Okay. This is your avatar. Taurus itself is your personality. 
That's where your sun is. Your sun is how you shine. It's like the blood going through your veins. It's, it's your, it's just, it's your human. How do I, it actually, the sun is almost hard to explain because it's so all of you, right? Your sun is so important. It's just your whole personality as one. Is it your masculine side? Because we're talking mm. sun. Yeah, the the okay. fire is definitely masculine and it can also represent the father or the masculine influences in your life for sure. Interesting. Okay, very interesting. Thank you yeah. for explaining that. You're very welcome. I love it. And then your moon sign. Oh my God. 22, uh, oh, in- 22 <gasps> degrees Sagittarius. You don't need I'm telling you the 22 because you need to know because you love that number, but your moon is in Sagittarius and it happens to be at 22 degrees. You gotta be kidding me. Um, okay. So Melissa, we're going to pick you up in a few hours and we're going to go get Shanna a tattoo of 22. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I tell you something really interesting? Can I just weave in more magic to this? I have, I have a best friend that also carries the number 22. And we talk about 22 all the time. Like 22 is in my reality all the time because of this. So the fact that we're showing up here and then it's coming up again, like we're literally weaving something magical here. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that. I can feel it. So what is Sagittarius? Well, what is noon? Okay, go ahead. Melissa, does your best friend um, send you like commercials that say 22 and g- credits that, you know, credit cards that say 22 and signs <laughs> that say 22? And, My daughter's and, birthday is 222. And Facebook. Yeah. Mine I mean, too. My son's what? birthday is 222. 22211. Um, oh, that's cool. Mine's 22299. So she just turned 22. She's 22. Can we take a detour really quick on that number? What does it yeah. mean to you? Just in general, I know that like for me, when I see, when I see a number or a symbol all the time, it's like, I'm on the right track. I feel God's presence, but but what else does it mean to you? So what it means to me is that, so how I first was receiving it is that I thought it was Archangel Michael. I don't know why or how, or how I put that together, but I just felt that it was. And then it shifted because he kind of shifted out of my life things. He used to be very, very powerful in my life. And then he kind of moved out and other guides came through. Ancestors started coming through and then it started like representing them. So I think it's just source leading me some way, or maybe my angels use that, that number. Yeah. Those things too are just a blessing to us because it's as if the other side is saying, you're paying attention. Good job. I'm going to keep feeding it to you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's insane. Or it's always here, but you're paying attention. So uh, yeah. It's a true. blessing. Okay. That's really cool. So what does moon sign mean? So, so your moon is <clears throat> the way you care. It's the way you hold emotion. Um, it's your feminine side. Feminine. The sun is like the spirit okay. and the moon is like the soul. So it's your inner, it's your inner process. It's, it's that mother, mothering part of yourself. So what is Sagittarius kind of people? Oh man, so fun. Sagittarius is a fire sign and 
Sag, it's, it's the adventurer. It's the truth speaker. Sagittarius can be super blunt. You've probably, your moon, your moon is in the fourth house. Your moon is in the fourth house. So you may be, maybe a little private about it, but you can really say some shit. Like sometimes it just, it just comes out with Sagittarius, no matter, no matter what planet, um, is expressing in the sign. And you can, you can just be super blunt and honest. And I love that. I personally love that. Awesome. Foot in, foot in the mouth situations though, too. Oh yeah. Been there. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Oh my God. So are those like your, your three big signs that you should know? A hundred percent. You should always know. It's such a wonderful self-discovery tool. Even when you know yourself, you can always go back to it and say, oh yeah, I was needing, I was needing to just fly by the seat of my pants. That is my Sagittarius needing some attention, or I am needing some stability. I'm feeling freaking crazy right now. I need to ground into the earth. I need to go put my bare feet in the earth because I'm a Taurus and Taurus, we have to honor that piece of ourselves that needs the earth. That needs that stability. I'm going yeah. crazy. I, I feel like everything's a mess and I just need more order. I, and, and so, you know, then you would honor that self, that side of yourself, yeah. because I think what all of this is taking us back to when I said we were stalking ourselves, it's honoring all the little pieces. Mm. You know, what I find is interesting is that these three things have been challenges in my life that I always strived for, but that have always been a challenge for me to be grounded. It's been a challenge for me to stay in order. It's been a challenge for me to speak, but that's interesting because maybe that's why they've always been my greatest challenges is because I'm always called to align with that. Beautiful. That's exactly right. Oh, I got it. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Because you know, just to add in my stupid humor, Shanna's um, outfits have definitely been a little unorderly at times. Like she's wearing two different outfits. Two different heights and colors. Orderly mm-hmm. appearance thing. I was like, oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> Struggle. But- Struggle best. <laughs> if she would honor her abundance that she deserves, um, she definitely would be an amazing shopper and always look very orderly. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> except for I really don't care (laughs) I know well I mean taking it back your son is in that ninth house of Sagittarius you have the side of you that's like fuck it okay the other day I had four zooms in a row okay and the last one I was still in it and I looked down at my clock and like holy shit I have to get Kinsley from school like in like five minutes yes and so I take the whole zoom with me into the car I'm like on my way there I get out the car and I've got, I'm like dressed from only the top up. I have plaid pajama pants yep. at the bottom. I and don't match my shirt. It was so hilarious. I was here's like, what oh I'm God. really thinking. It's like, I am you and you are me. Like, this is my life as well. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else. It's really good to understand. That's an example and, and a situation that you just described of mutable energy. So we have, we have fixed and mutable and cardinal energies in the zodiac and in the system of astrology and when you're super mutable it's kind of chaos like just what you said you've got your pajama pants on you're trying to do a zoom meeting it's the fourth one you've done you're grabbing your coffee you're taking the zoom with you you're going into the car you're talking you're picking up your kids lots of multitasking 
I'm so intrigued by this because I've never heard of it. So mutable and what were the other two? Yeah. Well, let's let's start from from the way in which it goes. Um, cardinal signs start the season. So Aries was the first of the astrological year. Aries starts the season. It's like spring has sprung. And then Taurus stabilizes the season the next month. It stabilizes the season and it's the middle of spring going toward summer. And then Gemini is the next is mutable. What does, what happens in the mutable season or the mutable sign? Everything's chaos because everything's changing to get ready to start again. Right. Okay. So we have these energies inside of us always. So these are just like small cycles within big cycles. And then that ran its course. And then we're moving into the Gemini season where it's going to start shifting again to start again. Good shit. That's really seriously good stuff. I've never even heard of this. Thank you for teaching us. You're so welcome. I would also like to point out in your chart, there's a relationship sector. So, so you, your avatar is, is Virgo. And then the direct opposite is Pisces. You do attract and love the Pisces. Yeah. So it does make sense in your chart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, good to know. I knew there'd be a connection there because yep. I'm just so attracted to Pisces. As soon as I hear someone's Pisces, I'm like, oh, I love Pisces. Like, I don't know why. Well, they're dreamers and they, I was talking to someone else in another Astro talk. And I truly believe that that's the spiritual side of us, which is, is expressed through, through Pisces very well. They can almost be blamed for being escapists, that side of ourselves where we just want to just not deal with reality and go towards spirituality. You know, there's a, there's an extreme and there's a, there's a spectrum to that, but I believe that that's the actual realness of us is our spirituality. The spirituality comes first before the physical, but we have to have a good balance of both because honoring the fact that the the energy comes first before the physical is great. And I think we need to know that, but then we also need to realize that we have to live in the physical and bring that spirit down through our body. So amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. That was fun. There's so much more we could go into too, but yeah, I love talking about this stuff. Can you share me on yes. the if you already have? Can I share you? Yeah, share me, please. I'm all about sharing. Well, first you have a Taurus sun and it is in the house of Taurus. So it's like a double Taurus already. You have that stability, earthiness, um, really grounded, really grounded personality. Your sun is conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter is the sign of expansion and aliveness and positivity. So I'm just going to go, like, I don't know you very well, but I have met you and you do have that, that Jupiterian smile and expression, but you're like the person that can always put a positive spin and a silver lining on it. Your rising sign is Pisces. Shanna's favorite. <laughs> there you go. Why you like me? Freaking why you like me? I mean, it's all in stars. It's all in the stars, and it's all reflecting. And let me tell you guys and the listeners: 
we're not reading fortune here. Like this is not us being psychics. This is the freaking science, math, math, art, language that you, it, it's accessible to everyone. It's really cool. Okay, Mandy, Pisces rising, dreamer, um, super spiritual. You can definitely be like a space cadet, like just living in some other world because you're very comfortable with, with going to those places. Not everyone is comfortable with doing that. Does that make sense? Does that feel like you? It's a big part of your life. The metaphysics and the, the like the dreamland. My dreamland isn't so much like sitting there spacing off. My dreamland is I'm very, very verbal about my spiritual dreamland. You know, like I live by it. Like there's no, it, it's not like I'm just sitting there. I'm keeping it to myself and dreaming about it. Like I live it. Cause yeah. it's just, it, it's ingrained and imprinted in my, in my soul and my body. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so I'll tell you um, what I see in your chart around that. So that was just a really simple me pointing it out. So you could find it your, so, so Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Neptune is in the ninth house. Of course you want to share this stuff with people. This is how you teach. You can't just experience it within and not do something with it. You're, you're giving it to other people and using your intuition for the greater good. Can you explain yes. the ninth house? Where the frick is that house? It's the and teacher. It's the teacher student house is, is what it boils okay. down to. There's 12 houses and 12 signs and each sign okay. has its own house. So what is the ninth? What is the ninth one? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was wondering. Okay. I hear about the ninth house all the time. People talk about the ninth house that's a lot. So funny. I just told oh, my friend the other day that, that people talk about the ninth house a lot. Yeah. I hear it all the time. That's so weird. I thought it was very special. It's just like the rest of them, but I was just on a, um, another astro call yesterday. And I, t I told him, I was like, I'm basically the queen of the ninth house. So I think it's funny that this whole theme is coming back in with working with you two girls. It is <laughs> She's the freaking queen of it. I'm the queen of the ninth house. Yes. And okay. you ladies also have ninth house placements. And I That's love amazing. you for that. Okay. So, so yeah, I going back to you being, and I want to go a little deeper into this too. This Pisces stuff, you can feel everything. Your moon is directly on your ascendant. So you have, you have a Pisces rising sign. Your avatar is Pisces. You express your, your being through Pisces, you see everything through the eyes of a Pisces and your moon is there too. So your soul is Pisces. When you have the moon on the ascendant like this, you are psychic as shit. You can feel stuff that no one else has a clue what it's about. And it can really cause some anxiety. Luckily, You've got that Taurus sun to stabilize all of this and they're, and they're in a good relationship. And also luckily you've got the Taurus sun in the Taurus house. So it's even more stable, but man, that in intuition and, and just direct knowing in your gut of what is happening and what is going on around you is intense. I'm curious to know how you've like, like, how have you worked with it and how have you gotten through it? Clearly, right. I know because you honor it and you know this about yourself and you've accepted the challenge. There's days where I wish I didn't have it because it's so intense. So 
it's interesting to me when you brought up like the Taurus and the being grounded, like my grounded might not look as grounded as some might think, because my grounded is going against something that's so forceful, like what you just described. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I also though have been working through a lot of, um, self doubt this year and the, well, not this year, the last few years. So I'm really excited to see once I can push that, that aside, um, just how much gifts I'm going to get through that, that Pisces and that intuition. And, but you, you're not joking, girl. I feel things to my bones. Um, my, my senses are very, very heightened to the point where I always feel like my nervous system is being attacked. Yeah. On a very deep so level. What is her, what is her, how did the house, does the house matter in the moon sign too? Yeah, it does. Um, the ascendant matters because it's on an axis. The ascendant is a, a very strong point. Like I just said, the, you're so okay. connected to your rising sign. So it, just gives it more of a, it gives it more of an intensity, but also the first house is just about the self. So you're, okay. you're just wired up knowing who you are is, is basically what, what that tells me. Let me tell you something, Mandy. I noticed this right away. Uranus, the planet of breaking all structures that do not work anymore. I don't know if you guys know the tarot, but it's the tower card where everything falls down. That's not worth standing up that that planet has been working on your son your whole being for the past at least year so structures have been falling and that is also another planet that can induce anxiety wow i'm speechless dude so you can tell what's been going on in their life yeah. For I can tell, I can tell you themes. I can tell you themes. Um, I'm like, yeah. Wow. See, Shanna, I told you she was going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> I just love how, you know, you're a great teacher and you're open to explaining to us like we're kindergartners. Because Mandy and I both have been wanting to learn, but don't want to ask the dumb questions. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, I love asking the dumb questions and that, that might be, that might be the reason. Well, yeah, you're you're very open. What are you? So I have a Capricorn sun. Okay. I have a Taurus rising. Oh, yeah. And I have a Virgo moon. So I'm triple earth. Oh, wow. Do you find any patterns as far as children? I'll tell you something about my own kids. I birthed two children with Scorpio moons. So out of all the 12 moons and the fact that they're not twins and they weren't born at the same time, they're two years and four months apart. Both of my children were born with Scorpio moons and it freaked me out because (laughs) a Scorpio moon can be super intense and they are. But what it led me to believe and what it led me to start paying attention to is that these children that come through us are exactly what we need. They're exactly mm. what we need. Challenge us or exactly support us. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So we should know our children's too. I mean, definitely. 100%. I mean, it would be, yeah. Yeah. Did yes. Mandy had mentioned that you even do you do like your animals? 
So my first dog, her name's Fiona. She's eight years old. And when I got here, her, I was like, I'm going to look at her chart. And they had given me, I obviously, I didn't know the time she was born. Like it wasn't that situation, but I knew the day. And when I looked her up, um, she had Tara's son, <laughs> like you guys, and she had an Aries moon. And I'm like, I wonder what that will entail. Like what kind of personality is she going to have? And when what I've gathered, and this is apparent to anyone that meets this dog, she is stubborn. She loves food and she loves to be touched. That's another thing of, about Taurus. It's all about, like I said, it was all about the senses. It's like, it's like getting a massage and maybe not for everyone, but, but Taurus really embodies that, that line of work. Like, like, let me be touched and let me be honored. And she is such a spa dog. I've never sent her to a spa, but she's like, as soon as you start touching her, she's like, yes, touch me. And then what's so funny about her is that she acts like she's famished for food. Like she's constantly hungry, even though I feed her plenty. So, so yeah. Oh, and then the Aries moon, she, so Aries is a, it's a fire sign and it's like me first. I don't care what you're doing. And, and they just like, tr they're called the trailblazer. She is so much like that. If I let her run off of a leash, she is gone chasing the bunnies and just super energetic. Just those two things alone, that's knowing so about cute. her, I'm like, oh, well, that's why. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I had no idea that people used astrology for pets as well. And I love that because duh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's um, their yeah. imprint, just like ours. It's an energetic imprint. Melissa, I just wanted to also throw out that I find a lot of peace when I look at your Instagram. You can tell that this isn't just something that you think is trendy. This is something you live by. And what are some other practices that you've implemented into your own life to help you? Well, when it comes to Instagram, which I'm fairly new to, I'm putting myself out there because I have just like you, I need a channel to share the wealth, so to speak, right? Like if I'm being blessed with ideas that expand even just my friends while talking to them or expand myself, I feel like it's my duty to be of service and to be helpful. What I do in that realm, like to, to keep me grounded and to keep it going and to keep like, keep cranking the wheel, because I feel it can't be trendy. If you're in this line of work, you can't do it for the trend mm -hmm. or it's not going to last or it's not going to be of integrity. Right. Yeah. So I really love dancing. I love um, meditating. You'll see it on my Instagram. I, I do these moving meditations that just really open me up and ground. It's like open. It's like, it's, it's this feeling when I do these move, moving meditations, it's this feeling of grounding into the earth, but also growing up. It's like the tree. And that, that just really helps my well-being in general. Um, yeah. Does that answer some of your question? That, that's yeah, like, I a, mean, like a weekly practice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the video. I felt like it was so, it was beautiful. You know, it was very, um, 
it wasn't intimidating. Like sometimes where I watch the Qigong or something, I feel like there's these certain movements you're supposed to be doing. Like yours feels very natural and like intuitive to yourself and what just feels good to you in the moment. And you're just showing people that meditation doesn't mean you have to be sitting still holding your hands together. Like you, it, it's very beautiful to watch and very feminine. Thank you for touching on that. That really makes me happy that it's being noticed because my big thing is no, we're not following scripts and we're not following other people. Like you've got to sit down and make it your own. And what better way to do it than to just use your own resources. You don't need a freaking singing bowl or even a yoga mat. You could just sit on a blanket and you could just make it so simple and then let your heart guide you to those places. This knowledge is in my body. I already, it's like, I already know it, but I'm finally coming to a place where I'm embodying it. And I'm re-remembering, I like to say, Uh but when I move my body, just shifts start happening in my life. It's such an alignment. Like there, I wish I knew this a long time ago and I wish I was teaching my, my daughter this, which I will, but I just think dance is really important for the feminine. Yeah. Can you just give our listeners a little piece of how astrology has benefited you and your life and your family or just, you know, your outlook, whatever it has brought into you. Can you share that? Oh my gosh. I feel like the list is so long, but the first thing that came to mind was obviously I've described it in length. It's self-discovery because that's the first things first. That's the first part of nature. It's the right order. You've got to know yourself to live a life that you deserve and to be in right relationship with other people. So the self-discovery, it's changed that completely. I didn't know who I was and it's given me a chance to understand the human condition, understand my condition and have compassion for myself first, and then also have compassion for others. I think that that's really the, the sauce of it. It's that's, that's what it is. Mm. And then it just keeps me really busy and excited about life because I'm like (laughs) talking to people like, I wonder what her moon sign is, but I, you know, I, I'm not weird like that. I I wouldn't pull out this conversation unless it was well-received and and honored. Well, it's very received, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to originally what caught my eye about you on that post during, you know, the political time, what is it was actually an event what 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 did you do like how did you do that like you took two of their personalities but you also tied it into what was was going on that night the debate oh yeah so basically I looked at the personalities of who was debating I was already studying their chart. So, and then I'm like, whoa, people really hate this guy. Like, what's this guy up to? Why, why does everyone hate this guy, Trump? And I'm literally looking into it with fresh eyes, like a, like a child. And some people hate that. Like they can't mm-hmm. handle, like you need to be strong in your, you know, in your convictions and you need to know what's right and wrong. And I'm like, don't put me in that box. I'm going to decide for myself. So I just went down this rabbit hole of, researching and and find and using my common sense and my critical thinking that I have worked so hard to develop without listening to other people and I'm like I'm going to talk about it like I think that this is really cool and it will teach people that you don't have to be in a box about things yeah we live in this polarized place and it's fun to play with 
feminine, masculine polarity. And you need that. Like you need that for a healthy sex life. You need healthy polarity to have healthy boundaries and healthy relationships. But do we have to get stuck in one way of thinking, demonizing someone and putting someone else on a pedestal? Hell no. So I couldn't buy it. And so I just started researching. And when you're talking about that debate, I think I just took their two charts and I analyzed everything that was happening and I just correlated it in my own interpretation. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was, it was a space that felt safe and loving versus what, everything else I was seeing on, on Facebook. And I think the reason I brought it up is again, is because this is another way that people can get compassion and perspective outside of the box by doing what you did with that situation, with any situation that they exactly. want to look at. Exactly. And thank you for seeing that because that's how I do it. If I'm sharing something, then it's going to be something holistic that you can use throughout your life. Yeah. You know, the other day I happened to see that somebody else did something similar. They took Biden, who is um, son is in Scorpio, and they took Vice President Harris, who her son is in Libra. They did the astrological charts about their potential to be a real power duo in the White House. Mm-hmm. And it was it, the title of it was Cozy Moon Signs Means Similar Emotional Compasses. Mm-hmm. And they did a whole thing on, on their relationship and their passions and their perspectives. It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, is. to look all that. It shows that Taurus Jupiter in conjunction is, is the same. Oh, so they have the same moon? Yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely good in um in synastry for sure. Yeah. So but yeah, I think it's so interesting. And I think that like you said, it's like if you're going through self-discovery to kind of help guide you. But what's a good book if somebody wanted to? I mean, obviously, I feel like you'd have to kind of study it to understand it more. You do. Um, the Missing Element by Deborah Silverman. She's one of my teachers. That That is a really amazing book to learn first and foremost, the elements, um, fire, earth, air, water. Those, you know how I'd walked you through cardinal, fixed, and mutable? Well, all the elements make up our whole human experience too. So just knowing your elements in general will help build a foundation to learn the symbols and, and all of the. Okay, good. I have to get yeah, the whole that. language so that I got. What about the astrological stuff? What would be a good book? Hmm. So Shannon. I have two books for you. Um, the essential guide to practical astrology by April Elliott Kent. Okay. I love the word practical. And I think you, yeah. you guys do too, because we got to bring it all down to earth, right? Yeah. And so this is just a freaking Bible of everything going on in the language. I think it's Perfect. great. Awesome. And then I also wanted to mention the new moon astrology, Jan Spiller. Mm, I feel like I've seen that. Just learning the moon signs and learning what sign the new moon and the full moon are in will give you a, a foundation too. Oh, that's good. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Is there um, a reason why like a Taurus would not do well with the new moon? Not at all. Okay. Hold on though. There is a reason why you don't do well with the new moon, but not because you're a Taurus. Oh, okay. What happens is the light starts um, dimming, like the moon stops reflecting the sun because the sun's getting so close to it in the sky. 
and it turns dark. And so in that balsamic phase that, that we call it, but that is what it's called, you start feeling a little crazy, like nothing's being reflected. And so you might be tired, you might be messy, you might be feeling like you need to tie up loose ends, but you can't quite see what you need to do. And then once the new moon hits, yes, then I'm good. And then the light starts reflecting back. You're like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. The trick to that is honoring it. Kind of like we honor our cycles. Tried. I even did a woman's circle on it the other day. It's almost like, okay, for the next three days, I'm going to be in this internal space and I'm going to have to really embrace it and honor it. I even bought a new moon freaking candle to honor the shit, but I always know when it's a new moon. I mean, if I haven't even paid attention to the moon cycle, I'll be, I bet you anything it's a new moon today. And then I'll look up and like, see, (laughs) I mean, it's a no brainer why I was drawn to you, especially after having you on today. You, you just are like Shanna said, a, a beautiful person obviously physically and soulfully but you you're a great teacher and you had created this beautiful instagram page and you said you do these astro readings i mean what are you doing with this right now because you really are gifted yeah so um i i would say mostly i'm spending this extra time retreating and on myself but i do reading i love doing readings and i'm, I'm constantly whether I'm doing a few a week or a lot a week, I'm, I'm always doing them. And then I also just give out free content and, and free creations just in general, what I'm thinking and what I'm going through and I'll make videos on it and whatnot. So yeah. So the, the place that you can reach me is, is Instagram. You can DM me, you can book a reading. It's underscore Melissa Lago. That's my name on there. I'm also on Facebook, but I, I don't use that as much. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Break that shit down. I love that. I would just like to say that you're it. This life will pull us from ourselves. It will distract us from ourselves. It will make us think that the lies are the truth. But the truth and the purpose is you. So spending more time on you is a really great thing. God, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so much. Um, All right, beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing your heart. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.